Hello and welcome back to the Indie, a podcast from the Santa Barbara Independent giving you what's happening in Santa Barbara. I'm Molly McEnany, the host of The Indie, and I'm here this week with Shannon Brooks, contributing writer for The Independent, discussing her piece about stand-up comedian Chelsea Handler. Thanks for being here, Shannon. Thanks so much for having me. So what did you learn about Chelsea Handler's tour and her upcoming show at the Santa Barbara Bowl? Well, it's going to be the first stop of her new vaccinated and horny tour. So it's a pretty big deal for her because she's super excited to get back on the road and very excited to be the reason that people get back together having fun again. She's the opener for the Santa Barbara Bowl in the opening of her tour. It's going to be a pretty spectacular night for folks. So what kind of themes come through in this stand-up show? Is there anything specific that you learned about how she created her content for shows? Well, if you've seen her evolution special on HBO Max, it kind of, it builds upon that and taking it a step further. It's her journey essentially going to therapy in the wake of the election. She had some anger and uh, different things brought her to therapy. And in that journey, she discovered that she had no empathy and she also had an experience finding out that she never really processed the death of her brother when she was just nine, her oldest brother died. So she actually wrote a memoir a couple years ago about that and then her whole therapy experience. And then that she turned that into her comedic evolution special that's on HBO Max. And then she took that even further and refined that into what's now going to be the vaccinated and horny tour special. And she did say like she's been out like to different comedy clubs, like testing it, like opening for people and doing different bits. And she had spent some time in Nashville. So really perfecting it. But she said over the course of the whole tour, which they've had 40 dates announced so far, but I think more are going to be announced for next year. Um, She'll continue to refine it. And then when the tour is over, she'll actually record another special based on what she sees as kind of like the most perfect version. So what was your impression of her personal journey to wellness? In terms of like her wellness journey, you know, we talked about her going to therapy, but another component of that was actually mindfulness. She talked a lot about mindfulness and she meditates every morning now. Um, She's not in therapy anymore because she feels like she kind of worked through what she needed to at that particular time. Um, But she said she reads a lot of books about mindfulness and also like how you can give back to your community and society and not just like mouthing off about things, but actually like showing up and taking action. And then cannabis is another big part of her wellness journey. She discovered that and is a big proponent of cannabis as an alternative to pharmaceuticals and not drinking so much. And so she's actually in the process of creating her own cannabis line. And she she tells a funny story about a cannabis infused dinner she had with Wiz Khalifa and the singer of Imagine Dragons. So that's in the piece as well. Now that sounds like quite a story. So I know you gathered a lot from speaking with her for only a few minutes, but what was a standout thing that Chelsea Handler shared with you? I think I really appreciate it. Like she said, we were talking about her podcast, um, Dear Chelsea, that she just launched in the fall. And it's an advice kind of format. And she was just very sweet about how like she was making fun of herself, but you know, like that she's 
unqualified essentially to give advice to people, but how serious people have been with what they've brought to them on the podcast. And that they've been very emotional and fulfilling for her because they've had people call back to report back on what they've, they've done and the actions they've taken and that's changed their lives in all these positive ways. Um, since speaking to her on the podcast and she said that she she really just loves to be like a big sister figure to everybody and that kind of comes through even with her being more compassionate and having empathy now um, I think she genuinely cares about people and she did also talk about how she really likes to connect with real people and like she would never want to get to a place where she can't do that um, so she uh, enjoys her podcast for that as well, for just being able to like talk to real normal people. And I think she genuinely cares about helping people. So how was it interviewing a comedian? She was hilarious as to be expected. And she made me laugh. And I felt like she made me comfortable because honestly, I was nervous because I'm a fan and I enjoy her. So I think that she put me at ease as well. And I think that if people are a fan or they've never heard of her, I think they would really enjoy her show or checking out the um, Evolution special on HBO Max. Well, thank you so much, Shannon, for speaking with me about your interview with Chelsea Handler. You're welcome. Chelsea Handler will be performing this Saturday, August 21st at the Santa Barbara Bowl. Make sure to wear your masks and get vaccinated. Now I'm here with Matt Ketman, senior editor at the Santa Barbara Independent, discussing his piece on the Santa Barbara Polo Club. Hi, Matt. Hey, Molly. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. So in short, how important and top tier is the Santa Barbara Polo Club? So it turns out that Santa Barbara Polo Club is actually like, I think the third oldest in the country. And uh, in the summers, especially in, I believe, July and August, it's basically where the world turns to watch the best polo happening on the planet. They're streaming the matches out of our, out of our facility down there um, and they go all around the world. So you have basically some of the top polo players in the world are hanging out in Santa Barbara for those two months and swinging their sticks at the balls and knocking through goals. And, and uh, it's really exciting to, to watch. So long-term and short-term, how has the SB Polo Club been trying to make the polo community more accessible? So I've actually, you know, I've covered polo off and on for almost 20 years. I wrote about it for Sunset Magazine and for The Independent. It was one of the first articles I wrote probably, you know, 22 years ago or something like that. And so I've been coming and going over the years. But what's always fascinated me is that, you know, polo is clearly, maybe other than like, high level sailing it's, it's got to be one of the wealthiest sports out there because you need like eight horses per player to even start playing basically and so then to have a team you need like 40 horses which is you know not for those that don't have huge bank accounts but what i've always thought is really cool is that the club has always done a good outreach effort to make sure that everyone from santa barbara community can come and check out polo so on fridays the matches have always been free to the public so you can roll in on a Friday and just watch, you know, this really kind of exciting sport, uh, no matter who you are or how much money you have in your bank account. But what they've done recently, especially under the direction of general manager, David Sigmund, who's a longtime hospitality vet here in, in uh, Santa Barbara, is they've expanded those efforts. So they basically now have a happy hour on Fridays. They have a barbecue on Sundays. And then they have a restaurant that's open from Wednesday to Saturday for anybody for lunch or dinner called the Fieldside Grill. And so now... You can go have lunch and either watch polo or at least see some equestrian activity going on. You can check out the trophies. You can check out all the pictures on the walls and kind of really dive into this historic club, even if you're not uh, rich enough to own uh, a bevy of horses. So I know you mentioned that you have covered 
polo quite extensively over your time as a writer, but was there anything new or interesting that you learned in speaking with the people at the SP Polo Club? I've always known that the the way they put together teams is, is on a goal rating system. So each player is rated by the number of goals and the top goals you can have is a 10 goal player. And so during the summer months, July and August, they have the high, the high goal polo being played, which is, you know, like I was saying before, kind of the top tier polo in the world. So you have these 16 goal teams, which basically means there's like one 10 goal player and then the other players kind of add up to, to six, or you could have a couple sixes and, and a couple fours, but you can't really have, you never see two 10 goal players on a, on a 16 goal team, because then you'd be at 20 goals and you'd be, you'd be out. So the goal situation is, is I think kind of interesting. I also learned that, you know, they, they do polo lessons there. So you can kind of start to learn about polo uh, while you're there. And I also learned that they, they house the horses there, which was never really clear to me. So during these summer months, there's, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of horses that are being treated very nicely at these at the stables there. There's also a tennis club that's actually not particularly expensive. It's only like 150 a month. Not that we all have that kind of money to blow, but for a fancy tennis club, it doesn't seem like it's that expensive. And then, I mean, most exciting was learning about the happy hour on Fridays and then about this, about this restaurant where the food is, you know, it's kind of like club country club type food. So it's not super fancy. It's not super expensive. It's something that, you know, I think a lot of us can, can actually afford to go enjoy and see some sticks and balls and, and, and horses running by while you're enjoying your uh, chicken salad sandwich. Or, uh, you know, I had a braised short rib grilled cheese, which was quite good. So that does sound good. And even if you don't know anything about polo, it's always fun to go and watch the horses, watch the players and eat some good food. So thanks for sharing this with me, Matt. Yeah, my pleasure. Go check it out. Their biggest tournament of the season is running these next few weekends down there. So just head down to uh, the big field on the way right between Summerlin and Carpinteria. And especially on Fridays, it's totally free. So check it out. Once again, I'm Molly McEnany, host of The Indie. Tune in next week for another episode.